Hello, everyone. It has been much too long. Hello, hello. Welcome to the New England Gothic. As always, I am your host, Kate Ford. Oh, it felt so good to do that. I have missed you all so much. This has been the longest, hottest, wildest summer of my life. If you're interested in what I've been up to, I will save the life updates for the end. But for now, I just want to jump right into our story. I've missed you all so much. I've missed bringing you all dark tales from New England's past. I've missed, you know, all the spookiness and sharing the spookiness with you all. It is officially September, which means it is officially, I think I saw a meme the other day that said September is just Halloween Eve. And you know what? I don't care how cliche or some people like to say it's cringy to be obsessed with spooky season or Halloween or whatever. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't feel that way. But anyway, I say big, um, big hello to all the people who feel me in the world. And let's just get into it. So for our first episode back, we are going to be covering a tale from the infamous witch city, Salem, Massachusetts. However, I am not going to be covering the Salem Witch Trials. I'm going to be covering a very famous home in Salem and its dark and really haunted history. For now, let's take a quaint little stroll, a quaint little early fall stroll before Salem is completely overrun with tourists. And our first stop on this little Salem tour is going to be the ever-so-iconic Ropes Mansion on Essex Street. Most people are aware of the Ropes Mansion because of the kind of well-known, I don't know, maybe you all have heard of it. It's a witch movie called Hocus Pocus. Anyway, most people are aware of the Ropes Mansion because of Hocus Pocus, but did you all know, because honestly, I did not, the mansion has its own very real, very dark, and like I said earlier, possibly haunted history. So, Without further ado, we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the Ropes Mansion and who has owned it, the tragedies that have happened there, and the possible paranormal activity that is reported there. So for those of you who are not familiar with the Ropes Mansion, it is a mansion that was built in the 1720s on Essex Street in Salem, Massachusetts. So it is now owned by the Peabody Essex Museum, and it is open to the public. It's a really beautiful, just a classic white colonial mansion, and it has a gorgeous famous garden, which we will talk about. It's definitely worth checking out anytime you're visiting Salem. It's very close to the witch house, and you will definitely recognize it because anyone who, you know, goes there to visit, everyone takes their perfect Hocus Pocus, Robes Mansion, Instagram photo in front of it. I've seen so many. They're all so good. I love them. I love seeing that stuff. Keep posting it. Anywho, back to the house. So the house was actually originally built for a merchant named Samuel Barnard. So Barnard was a wealthy man who happened to have been married four times, which we will get to, who was born in Deerfield, Massachusetts, and then moved to Salem. So Bernard's first wife was named Mary. She passed away before they ever moved to Salem or before the mansion was built. His second wife, so the first wife to live in the mansion, was named Rachel, and she was the first of his wives to die in the Salem village. She passed away in 1743. Bernard then remarried a woman named Elizabeth Williams, who also died in Salem in the year 1753, so exactly 10 years after the first wife had died. 
Bernard married for the fourth and final time to a woman named Catherine, who did remain his wife until he died in 1762. So I do want to clarify there isn't solid proof of where these women died. We can assume that both Rachel and Elizabeth did die on the mansion's grounds. I do want to add that it does seem a little odd and suspicious that this man had three wives die before he married a fourth one and died himself, but it was also the 1700s, and I feel like people were just dropping like flies, so I'm not going to speculate there, but I think that the multiple wives dying in the mansion definitely adds to the spooky allure of the dark history, and yeah. So there's not a ton else about the Bernards out there because after the Bernard family owned it, it was sold in 1768 to the famous Nathaniel Ropes, hence the name Ropes Mansion, who was a judge. So that again was 1768. So there's a lot about Ropes' history and his family's history in the mansion. And most of our story actually is going to be centering around that family. So Nathaniel Ropes' history in colonial Massachusetts is actually pretty in-depth, and he was an important figure, but I'm just going to kind of lightly touch that because we're here for the dark and spooky stuff and not the boring judicial stuff. I'm just kidding. Anywho, sorry, it's my first one back, so I'm just trying to get in the swing of things. I'm overly excited right now. Bear with me. Ropes was a Harvard-educated judge who was vastly disliked in Salem, because he held a justice position on the superior court, which was the highest court in the colony. However, they were royal judges, so they were loyal to the crown. And there was a lot of turmoil surrounding this. There was a lot of controversy because they were effectively at the mercy of the colonists, and the British paid them directly through the already very disliked taxes. Remember, it is the 1760s now, leading up to the 1770s. We've got the revolution boiling. The tea party is happening. They're going to spill the tea. Just kidding. Sorry, had to. So Judge Ropes had publicly claimed he wasn't going to accept the royal salary that came out of the taxes, but nonetheless, he was a loyalist and he was very disliked. And there were other reasons that he was very disliked, but I'm going to circle back to those. In March of 1774, an angry mob attacked the house, throwing mud, sticks, rocks, whatever they could find on the ground at the windows, and calling for Judge Ropes to renounce his allegiance to the crown. However, at this time, Nathaniel Ropes was actually on his deathbed, dying from smallpox. He did die the next day, and many claim that the angry mob would just like sent him over the edge. He just couldn't hold on anymore. He was only 47 years old. Another reason that Nathaniel Ropes was highly disliked at the time of the angry mob brewing outside of his house, and it had to do with his smallpox. At this time, Salem was absolutely ravaged by smallpox, as was Boston, a lot of New England. And it's kind of interesting given our current political climate after everything we went through with COVID, But there were angry mobs related to inoculations, is what they called basically vaccines at the time. So there was just a lot of drama in the area because only the wealthy could afford these inoculations. And the general public thought that the inoculations were what was spreading the disease further. So here we have a lot of 
angry, uninformed people getting together and literally rioting over the wealthy getting inoculated and misinformation about how diseases spread. I'm not going to get into a whole anti-vax, pro-vax debate on this podcast, but I just thought it was really interesting how, you know, history legitimately repeats itself. So, anywho, because Nathaniel Ropes was wealthy, we have no evidence if he was or wasn't inoculated against smallpox, but they just assumed he was, and they blamed smallpox spreading through the village on him and his family because they assumed they were inoculated. I also just want to add a little bit more historical context about the smallpox inoculation drama and rioting. They were literally lighting hospitals on fire and even the famous Cotton Mather of the Salem witch trials. A bomb was thrown through his window. And I'm going to read a quote. It said, Cotton Mather, you dog, damn you. I'll inoculate you with this, with a pox to you. So yes, vaccines, inoculations, disease, pandemics, these are extremely traumatic experiences for humanity. And it's just interesting to see how these patterns do repeat. So back to the mansion. Smallpox and angry mobs were not the only tragedies to befall the Ropes family during their time owning and living in the Ropes mansion. There was also a serious problem with fires in the mansion claiming the lives of Ropes family members and, you know, continuing on into modern days. There's just a lot of fires happening. Contrary to popular belief, Abigail Ropes, who did pass away due to a fire in the Ropes mansion, she was not Nathaniel Ropes's wife. She died in 1839, so this is much, much after Nathaniel Ropes had died. She was a descendant of Nathaniel Ropes, so I just want to put that out there. Abigail is also the Ropes descendant who most people believe is haunting the home. In 1839, according to the local lore, Abigail burnt to death in her dress while inside the mansion, her petticoat catching fire as she went to pick up coals from the fireplace and move them elsewhere. However, the official obituary reported to the Salem Gazette claimed that the girl did succumb to a, quote, distressing illness of three weeks caused by her clothes accidentally taking fire. So some people claim that she burst into flames and passed away instantly, but the official obituary claims she was ill for weeks after her fire, which sounds so horrible. Just, oh, I can't even imagine. But like I mentioned, it is widely believed by those who do think the mansion is haunted that Abigail, also known as Nabby, is a spirit roaming the halls. But before we move on to the subject of what ghosts may or may not be haunting the mansion and what paranormal things people experience in the mansion, I just want to continue the subject of fires in the mansion. There's just a quick little blurb. So there was reportedly a very large fire in the home that luckily did not claim any lives, but did a lot of damage in the 1890s. And they had to do major renovations after this fire. And then again in 2009. Enough about fires. Let's talk about ghosts again. Okay, so is the mansion haunted? That's the million dollar question on everybody's minds. At least that's a question on my mind. Over the years, visitors and caretakers alike have reported many phantoms in the home and a caretaker of the building claimed to have snapped a photo of Nathaniel Ropes himself. Rick and Georgette Stafford, former caretakers of the mansion, 
claimed to have, like I said, caught a photo of Mr. Judge Ropes here on film. There was an image that they had taken during an insurance appraisal, and it reveals two hands of a man seated on a couch. The image was later published and captioned, quote, Here the judge sits for a spell on the front hall couch. After all, if you were wandering around this mansion for over 200 years, you'd want to sit for a while, wouldn't you? I just love that. So, so fun. It is also said that Abigail's ghost is friendly, but sometimes screams are heard throughout the building and people have reported odd fires, like not major fires, but little fires, and just a general sense of unease, kind of that standard how people describe a haunted house feeling. Visitors also do claim that outside in the gardens, they can feel the icy touch of an unseen force and sometimes disembodied voices can be heard whispering. People claim that the ghost in the garden is that of Andy Bai, who was a longtime caretaker of the mansion. In fact, he worked at the mansion from 1931 until his death in 1994. Like I said earlier, the Peabody Essex Museum does own the Ropes Mansion and it is open to the public, but I wanted to note that the Ropes family did own the place until 1907. I also wanted to note that outside of, you know, just general much-needed renovations due to fire and time, the Ropes Mansion does really retain its original structure and overall vibe. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not an architect, I don't know the correct word, but it's got the same vibe, you know? The vibes are right. So what do you all think? Have you been to the Ropes Mansion? Do you think it's haunted? Does it have a weird vibe? There is so much history in Salem and so many of these buildings just, you know, we walk by them as we visit and we don't realize the super in-depth, dark and interesting and politically significant history that is held behind the walls, you know? If learning more about the history of Salem is interesting to you and you are visiting soon, I definitely have to let you know about today's sponsor, Salem Unsung. Salem Unsung is an interactive musical walking tour of Salem, Massachusetts, launching this September. So it's launching. It's already September. So your guides will perform seven songs showcasing the irony of power and corruption in a colonial village built on the principles of religious and political freedom. The tour unveils the hidden narratives of underrepresented groups and sheds light on the dark side of celebrated historical figures. With costume changes, toy instruments, and a touch of whimsy, Salem Unsung offers a fun, educational, and unforgettable experience for visitors of all ages. If you'd like to catch a tour, head to bio.site forward slash Salem Unsung. Once again, that's bio.site forward slash Salem Unsung. Click the ticket link and make sure to use offer code NEG for an exclusive discount. Tickets are going to go fast and it will sell out. So if you are heading to Salem this fall, make sure you book this tour ASAP because it is truly unique and so much fun. You all, I am so excited to see this tour in person. I'm so excited to have Salem Unsung as a sponsor because if you know me, you know I am a theater kid. So we're combining spooky history and theater and it's a unique tour of Salem. And there's nothing wrong with the other tours in Salem. They're, they're great. I've taken many of them. I love a historical tour. Like, look at me. But this one, you know, we've got the music. Okay, definitely check it out and use my offer code NEG. 
The Ropes Mansion, like I said at the beginning of the episode, is not going to be the only topic we are covering from Salem this fall. So if you're interested in lesser known Salem history, definitely stay tuned. In a couple weeks, we're going to have another ghost story out of Salem that is lesser known. I had never even heard it until I had to specifically look for lesser known Salem stories. So that'll be coming up too. And yeah, this is kind of a quick episode. It's the first one back. Like I said, if you were not aware and you're a new listener, I did just take the entire summer off and I was going to save the life updates for the end. And now we're at the end. Here's a quick rapid fire personal life update. Unfortunately, like you are aware, if you are a listener, I took the whole summer off. I didn't plan to, I didn't want to, but I ended up having to move. I went back to school. I changed careers. I started another music project. What else? I went out and had fun, you know? You gotta take care of yourself. Mental health is super, super important. I know I talk about it all the time on here. Like I always say, if you are listening and you are struggling, Literally email me anytime, the New England Gothic at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at the New England Gothic, and my personal TikTok where I do cover a lot of these stories is Creepy Caitlin, and that is C A I T L I N. I know there are 800 ways to spell Caitlin. Mine is the original way. Just saying. Anywho, yes. So I love you all. I missed you all so much. My life's still a little bit crazy, so bear with me as these episodes are, I'm trying to get back in the swing of things, and it's it's so fun for me to do this. I really love you all so much. I love when you all message me. I love hearing from you. I love sharing these stories with you. Like I said, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this fall. There are so many really spooky episodes coming your way. This one was kind of just a welcome back, a teaser, a quickie. Next week, we are going to be covering a super awful, scary, horrifying haunting that is based on a, well, no, the haunting's not based on the movie. A movie is based on this haunting. So keep your ears and eyes out for next week. And I love you all so much. This is the New England Gothic, and I am your host, Kate Ford.